Good morning again, everybody. Um, I love whenever I'm, I'm sharing with you all, I love being able to see your faces and take encouragement from the people who are with me and all the rest. So I'm going to have to take encouragement from Tim, who's sitting just behind the camera this morning. So I'm going to look for good responsive reaction from him. Uh, but I'm going to try and imagine some of you out there as well uh, listening in. Um, I, I was thinking about uh, what to, to share about this morning or what, what passage of scripture to go to. Uh, I did briefly consider Psalm 24, uh, where it says, Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord, the one who has clean hands and a, a pure heart? But I, I decided not to go there. Um, and so I've settled on Psalm 46, which is uh, possibly, probably my favourite psalm. Um, uh, and you'll see very quickly maybe why it's a psalm to read at a time like this. And I hope that maybe later today you might find a, a quiet place and just spend a little bit of time uh, with this psalm by yourself. Um, maybe before I read it, um, among all the, the stories coming in from around the world, and there's obviously a lot of distressing stories and troubling stories, uh, but it's been notable the last week we're starting to also get encouraging stories and uh, maybe people sharing life-giving stories uh, from, from around the world. I don't know which of them have been your favourites. I, I like the story of the man in France who's run a marathon up and down his seven-meter balcony, um, which is quite extraordinary. Um, I love the story, or I love the little video being shared around of a Spanish fitness instructor uh, who every morning is going out and standing on the roof and leading uh, aerobics for everybody on their balconies in the, the block of flats uh, facing him. Uh, maybe especially, I've loved the stories uh, of people singing. Uh, there's something about song when people can't be near each other physically, there are people who are going out and singing on their balcony and others are joining in or people are leaving their window open so their neighbours can hear them sing and find comfort as they go about their lives. Um, I guess I'd love to think about that this morning. Can we be people who sing even while the world is shaking? Uh, that's what I'd love us to, to think about. Uh, so I'm going to share Psalm 46. I guess I'd love to share this psalm uh, from my heart for you this morning. Um, and I hope you can hear it as God's word to you right where you are uh, this morning. Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done on the earth. The desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease across the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. 
He burns the shields with fire. He says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. I don't know what you hear as I, I read those words to you this morning. I um, guess I'd suggest it's a very recognisable picture. We were going to have some pictures behind us, but I don't think they're working. No, maybe not. Oh, they are. Um, where's my... Um, it's a very recognisable picture at the beginning of the psalm. Um, I guess a picture of chaos and instability, uh, where the, the earth itself is shaking and the mountains are falling into the sea. And so things that we thought were solid are shaking and falling apart. And everything at the start of the psalm is in, in motion and commotion, roaring and foaming and quaking and surging. Um, I'm pretty sure we can recognise a picture of maybe the world we're living in right now, where things we thought were dependable suddenly look kind of wobbly and shaky. Um, and in the middle of all that foaming and quaking and surging, the psalmist speaks about God as a refuge and a fortress. Um, and maybe immediately we can say that that's what we need at a time like this, right? A place of safety and security, a hiding place, a shelter, a refuge, a fortress. God is our strength and refuge. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Um, it's a place of safety amidst the, the shaking. Um, and yet actually that's not what I want to focus on this morning. Um, because the psalmist also speaks about something maybe more surprising. He says, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. So he speaks not only of a place of refuge and safety, but somehow of a place of joy, of gladness, right in the heart of all the shaking and the quaking and the roaring. And so that's what I want to think about this morning is, is it possible at a time like this to be people who are glad? Is it possible or even appropriate to be singing while the world is shaking? Uh, I want to think about that for a few minutes with you. Uh, the gladness in the psalm comes from the river and its streams. Uh, what, what, what does that river represent? What do those streams represent? I want to suggest they represent the presence of God himself. And you can look at the psalm later and see how that theme is woven all through the psalm. He is an ever-present help in trouble. It talks about the holy place where the Most High dwells, where God lives. Um, it says God is within her. It says the Lord Almighty is with us. Um, God's presence is like a river, is like a stream that brings gladness in the midst of trouble, in the heart of the storm, in the middle of the shaking. God's presence brings joy. And so maybe the question for you and I is, where do we go to find that river, to find his presence? And in the time of the psalmist, the answer was maybe this, that you went to Jerusalem, you went to the temple, and you went as close to the holy place as you could go. Because that's where God's presence was to be found. But what about for you and I this morning? 
Um, do we need to come to the Sandal Centre or some other church building to seek God's presence? And actually, suddenly, we're in a time when that's a really important question. We're not able to get to the, the place where we normally go to worship. Um, I want to encourage you this morning that Jesus changes everything. When Jesus was on earth, he brought God's presence near. He was God with us, Emmanuel. And then when Jesus died, the curtain around the holy place was torn because he had made a way for all of us to reconnect to the presence of God. And then Jesus returned to the Father and poured out his spirit. So now his presence is available in this new way to all people in all places. So the streams of living water can flow from deep within us, as Jesus himself said. Um, and so I want to encourage you this morning, if you're self-isolating in your home, the streams of God's presence are available to you there. There's a stream that runs right to where you are. If you're on the front line providing health care and feeling overwhelmed, the streams of God's presence are available right there. If you're feeling stressed and stretched to the limit, keeping a small business open or worrying about finances or caring for your family, the streams of God's presence are available to you right there. I guess right now people are wondering, where do we find the resources to get through this experience and the resilience to get through it? And there's lots of good resources available, but I want to suggest this is the greatest resource of all. God's presence is available to you right where you are. The city of God is no longer a geographical place in the Middle East. It is wherever God's people are, wherever you are sitting or standing or kneeling or whatever right now. This is the holy place. This is where God dwells. And so the streams of living water are available to you right now. Um, and so this is my encouragement to you in these really strange, unusual days. Um, this, this is my big encouragement to you this morning. Refresh yourself in the streams of God's presence. Drink deeply from those streams of living water. These are really uncomfortable days for lots of reasons. That's not the image you wanted right now. We'll come back to that other one in a second. Uh, these are uncomfortable days, but I want to encourage you, there's also an opportunity for you in these days to reconnect to God in a new way so your soul is revived and refreshed and awakened. Um, St. Patrick's Day probably uh, got a little bit overshadowed this week by everything else that's going on, but some people took a few minutes this week to think about uh, St. Patrick and his story. Um, and maybe just a, a little reminder of part of his story. Patrick grew up in a comfortable home uh, somewhere on the west coast of Britain. We don't know exactly where, in Scotland or Wales or, or England. Um, his family were relatively wealthy uh, and also religious. But we know that Patrick, as he grew up there, had little time for God. And maybe there's a little reminder there that sometimes when things are comfortable, we can become spiritually dull and apathetic and lukewarm. But then what happened for Patrick was that disaster came, crisis came, trouble came. The earth gave way and the mountains fell into the heart of the sea for Patrick. He was captured uh, by raiders. He was taken by force to a foreign country, which was on our island. Um, he became a slave. Right? That was, by any account, 
a deeply disturbing, distressing, traumatic experience for that young man. And yet, in the land of his captivity and exile, where he was not free to go where he wanted, where he was isolated in many ways from everybody he loved and everything familiar, Patrick encountered the living God. And it may have happened on Slemish, or maybe not, we're not, we don't really know for sure. But Patrick's soul was awakened. He came alive to God. He started to pray. And he tells us in his confession, sometimes I prayed as many as a hundred prayers a day, and sometimes as many at night. And that awakening changed the course of his life, and eventually changed the story of our island. Right? But it came from a time of great trouble and distress and disturbance in the life of Patrick. I want to encourage you, what might happen if we saw our present crisis in the same way, as a place where God might meet us in a new way? What might happen if we started to pray like Patrick? And if you can't start with 100 a day, you can start with one or two or 10. What if this was a time for us to come awake uh, spiritually and be awakened? Um, For some of us, this next while is going to be uh, a time when we have a bit more time on our hands, uh, a little bit less busyness uh, and hurry and all the rest. Um, I'm aware that's not going to be true for everyone. There's going to be some who are busier than ever at this time. But for some of us, there's going to be a little bit more time um, people have been talking about how there are going to be great opportunities to do many good things. Um, and I want to encourage you to do all the good things. Uh, spend time with your family. Pick up the phone and phone a friend. Go for a walk. Get some exercise. Read great books. Watch great movies. Listen to great songs. We're going to need all those things. Um, draw a picture. Write a poem. Grow things in your garden. Um, I, I agree with the people who say we should be coming out of this experience all speaking a new language and playing a new musical instrument. Uh, I think all of that is true. But can I also encourage you, don't miss the opportunity to come awake to God. Um, what if you really started to pray like Patrick? And maybe start by praying your worries and your anxieties. It's okay to start there. Uh, pray for yourself and your family. Pray for those in our healthcare system, pray for those who are vulnerable, pray for your neighbours, pray about financial worries. Uh, But also as you pray, maybe start to pray that God would give us eyes of faith to see the new things that he's doing right now and pray with hope Um, and learn just to enjoy God's company again and to give thanks and to worship, become a worshipper again in these days and soak yourself in scripture Listen to God's words and God's promises. Read the Psalms. Memorize the Psalms. Pray them. I want to encourage you in these days to listen to God's word more than you listen to the voice of fear and the voice of the world. I want want for a second just to be really practical about that. Um, Really practical. Um, However long you spend each day connected to media and social media, You need to spend longer feeding your soul with words of life, right? Media and social media can be really helpful. Um, They're quite good for sharing helpful advice and information. And they're quite good for sharing inspiring stories and encouragement and funny funny bits and pieces. Um, They can help us stay connected to each other. And we're going to be using them 
as a church and to stay connected to each other. Um, but media and social media are really, really good at spreading anxiety and fear. Um, and you can self-isolate this week in the most radical ways, but the virus of fear will still reach you through your phone. Um, and I, I guess I want to say sort of fairly bluntly to myself and to you, uh, if I spend 10 minutes in the morning praying and reading God's word, and then eight hours of the day glued to social media, there is no doubt which voice is going to win out in our lives. Um, so I want to encourage you really practically, go online for as long as is genuinely helpful. Gather some information, some good stories, get some advice, connect with people a little bit in that way, and then disconnect and spend time in prayer and spend time in scripture and read that Christian book you never got around to reading and listen to some worship music and feed and nourish your soul and be still and know that he is God. Ironically, even when we're forced to stay in our homes, we're not always very good at being still. We'll find a million things to fidget with and fuss with. Um, drink deeply from the streams of living water. Come awake, come alive uh, in these days. Um, I'm nearly done. There's a, there's a quotation uh, from the, the poet Wendell Berry. Uh, when he says, be joyful, although you have considered all the facts. Mm. I love that. Be joyful, though you have considered all the facts. And I, I want to suggest that even at a time like this, we can be a people who sing for joy. Not because we're in denial. We're not sticking our head in the sand. We, we've considered all the facts. We're aware of what's going on. We're wanting to be resourced. We're wanting to be helpful. We're wanting to practically care for our neighbours and the vulnerable and do what we need to do. But among the facts we have considered is this thundering, towering fact that the Lord Almighty is with us. And he is a God who brings life out of death. Right? And so where I want to finish is I want to finish here because at the very centre of our faith, um, not there, here, um, at the centre of our faith, is a moment of deep darkness, of sorrow and pain and death. And yet, that wasn't the end of the story. Right? And it's not just that the cross was followed by resurrection. It's not just that after the darkness, there was a sunrise. Uh, actually, what you and I believe as Christians is we believe in this moment of darkness and death, God was doing something powerful. That was where he defeated the dark powers of sin and death and the devil and released from that place a fountain of life and light to the world of healing and blessing and salvation. So it's not just that you and I believe that this too will pass, that we believe that's true. It's not just that we believe that difficult days will be followed by better days, that we believe that's true. But actually, if you and I are people whose imaginations are shaped by the gospel, by the cross of Jesus and the resurrection. We believe that in these days of trouble and pain, God is at work bringing new things to life because that is what he does. That is what he has always done. He uses experiences that are disturbing and distressing and dark to bring life and healing and blessing and salvation. So in the land of exile, in the land of our captivity, we learn to sing a new song. That's what God does. Um, 
And I believe with all my heart that can happen for us in these days. And I believe it can happen for our neighbours. Because you and I can be carriers of the contagious presence of God to our neighbours. We can carry this hope to our neighbours. We can carry this joy to our neighbours. We can be a source of encouragement and help and blessing. We can open our windows and sing a gospel song, um, even in days like this. Uh, I want to encourage you, um, in the middle of all the shaking, maybe like this little bird, um, you can sing and you can share that song with those around you. Um, I want to encourage you to have your eyes open this week to see what are the new things that God might be doing in you and in your family and what are the new things that God might be doing around us, among our neighbours and in our world. Um, Let's carry God's joy and God's presence and his compassion to a world that is shaken. Um, Let's pray. Now we're going to sing a final song uh, just to finish our our time together. Um, Father, I want to ask very simply, uh, would you take this message from your words? Would you take the words of this psalm And would you carry them to the deep places of our hearts and our spirits? So we don't just hear with our ears, but we hear right at the centre of our being. That we are not alone. That the Lord Almighty is with us. That he is our fortress. And that right where we are, streams of living water can flow. That we can be strengthened with gladness and joy. And then be equipped to go out to our neighbours and be a source of help and encouragement and compassion. Father, help us as your people in these days to come alive and come awake to you in a new way. Father, I want to pray these would be days of spiritual awakening in our lives and in our land and in our world. Help us this week to watch, to see the new things that you're doing. Help us to be ready to drink deeply of those streams of living water and be refreshed. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for being with us this morning. We're going to sing uh, one last song. Paul's going to come and lead us again.